0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Ref6 weekly podcast vlog episode 2. Um, I'm joined by John. How are you getting on, John? Uh, yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate.
1: Um, busy weekend for me, uh, two games. I had um, both sort of Saturday Saturday league, which is step seven, I think, and a Sunday league game on the Sunday, which is quite unusual for me. Uh, usually I do one a week. Um, but yeah, all good. How about yourself?
0: Yeah, for me, it was a pretty chilled out weekend. I had a uh, weekend off. Um, with family, watching some of the games, uh, pretty incredible Premier League weekend to be honest um, but yeah, um, let's let's dive into it, so should we, um, first before we go into the news, we asked a question last week, it was about the Man City Leicester game and Michael Oliver giving three penalties, uh, we asked... Uh, was that the most ever given in a in a game in the Premier League and, and it wasn't so John Moss actually gave four penalties in a game in 2014 um, actually with Man City um, <laughs> uh, against Spurs so yeah four four penalties in a match have you ever given that many in a, in a game
1: I can't say I've given more than two to be honest like yep. actually no I I've given three because it was, happened the other week uh, really yeah at I gave three but four is you've got there's got to be a lot happening in the box for four, I think. Yeah,
0: I don't think I've ever given more than, like, I can't remember off the top of my head, but two maybe? Three, and then, yeah, I think two is probably what, what I netted out at. I think that's yeah. the most. Um, so, yeah, let's start with some news. Um, the main news, um, we'll, we'll touch on a variety of different stories, but the main news for me was Bibiana Steinhaus, female referee from Germany, um, she actually did the Bundesliga, the German Super Cup final. So that's, I think, the same as like Carl Charity Community Shield, yeah, yeah. Um, Borussia Dortmund against Bayern Munich. So she became the first female referee to take that game, and then announced a few hours before the game that she was going to retire. So that would, that was her last game. She had an excellent performance, um, but she's had an amazing career. She's done the um, Women's World Cup final in 2011 the uh olympic gold medal final in 2012 in london both teams both games were usa japan and she became the first female to referee in the bundesliga the same year she did the women's champions league final so she's had an incredible career um and it's a shame to see her go but obviously times you know time catches up with you and and it's probably the right time for her to to hang up her whistle as it were so that was a big news in germany yeah,
1: what a way to go out, though, in terms of like the two biggest teams in Germany. Yeah. Um, You know, the first female to do it. Yeah, what a way to go out. Um, For me, I'm bringing it back into England. Um, So, Darren England refereed his first Premier League game since becoming a Select Group 1 referee, so basically a full-time Premier League referee. Um, So, congratulations to him. He refereed uh, Wolves' 1-0 win at Fulham. Okay. Um, Again, just like I said last week, a fairly invisible performance from him, which is, as official, something that we... We want get in, get out. Uh, and Bobby Madley's back. Um, he refereed his first game back in England since uh, his sort of holiday in Norway. Uh, he refereed Morecambe versus Port Vale, um, which was 1 0 uh, to Morecambe. And Bobby Madley awarded a penalty as well. So, a lovely way to
0: welcome him back to yeah, England. Definitely. Um, another German official, Dr. Felix Brick, became the um referee with the most uh, appearances as a referee in the champions league he uh, officiated a qualifier between Salzburg and Tel Aviv um that puts him in 58 games in the champions league that surpasses Tim Milton Nielsen the Danish referee so um pretty pretty cool and the the current active official that's close to him is uh, the Slovenian Damir Skamina who's on 51 so um, he he may be coming pretty close uh, as the season uh, progresses, I guess. A um, couple of other things: the national league kicked off uh, on Saturday with a few different games. Um, three penalties and all given. Uh, I saw and and yeah, pretty pretty great start. Great to have the national league yeah, back, definitely. even though it's October. But great to have them back. Hopefully, fans can come back soon and again last one for us is uh, a little bit selfish but it's our our, our birthday is ref6 today um, it's our fourth year we've been going as a business so um, it's a pretty cool milestone to get to four years uh, and it's all going strong and really well so um, thanks to all those who are ref6 users listening to us now and, and thanks for for uh, being part of our journey um, so we're gonna move on to a topic of the week um, and it's a strange one, I think. I think most people saw this happen um, last week in the uh, Carabao Cup match between Tottenham and Chelsea. Um, so the thing we're talking about today is Eric Dyer leaving the field to uh, have a comfort break during the game. Um, and and in truth, there's no reason, you know, everything that happened uh, with this incident during the game was completely correct and above board but what i wanted to chat about is some different variants like how do we deal with that at our level um and what happens if certain things happen so were you watching the game at
1: all uh, no i wasn't watching the game but um i saw on twitter yeah there was a big commotion about eric dyer uh,
0: leaving the pitch i didn't know why so obviously it took a little bit of digging but then it was strange watching it because you, you, i don't think the the tv picked it up the tv picked up Jose Mourinho, running after him. Yeah. Um, which was interesting, because we weren't sure, uh, I wasn't sure watching whether or not, you know, he's, you know, just stormed off because he's had enough. Yeah. But it turned out that he, he went to the toilet, and Mourinho was basically trying to hurry the process along, yeah. which was quite interesting. Um, but, obviously, he came back on. He, he, after, you know, doing his business, he came back onto, uh, by the fault official, and was allowed on by... The referee, completely in law correct. But what I wanted to chat about specifically is, you know, have you ever? Let's start with: have you ever given a yellow card for someone leaving the field of play or re-entering the field of play without permission? Um,
1: Never leaving, Uh because usually at our level, if they're leaving, it's it tends to be for injury purposes. It's the the re-entering. I think I've given a few for re-entering. Um, because obviously they gain an advantage by doing that don't they Um, yeah it can be for injury which is a bit annoying for the sort of attacking team Mm -hmm. um, or defending team whatever is happening at that time but
0: you know the rules are there for us to think sure so I don't I don't think I've ever given a yellow card for either of these I can't can't recall anyone so that's interesting I I think as we look through our data at ref 6 it is probably the the least amount uh, of yellow cards are given for those oh, those yeah, categories definitely. so what I want what I, I'm interested in is kind of playing this a little bit out and, and forward so um, if Eric Dyer just ran back on the pitch right instead of going to the fourth official just ran straight back on the pitch um, what's the situation there? Um, the situation there
1: for me is I wait like if the fourth official has told me obviously luckily if, I do have a fourth uh, he's told me that he's run on and yeah. just sort of bolted past him. I wait for the ball to go out of play and then caution him.
0: Completely correct in law. I guess the question at our level where we don't have a fault official um, is how do we have those conversa- How do we have those signals between you, yourself and your assistant referees, right? Like, yeah. first, how do you know he's gone in the first place? Because it is quite hard to keep track of 22 players if one on a, on a Saturday or a Sunday league on the parks or whatever... If one of one player just went off to the toilet really quickly, it's hard to. You, your eyes focused on the ball and the active play. So how would you? Let's say you were the assistant referee. I was a referee. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down one end, watching the 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 game going, and all of a sudden um, one of the players leaves, but it's completely behind my back. Yeah. Would you get involved there? Would you let me know? And if so, how would you let me? Um, it's a bit of a tough one in
1: terms of that. Like, if I, if you know that he's going to the toilet, you sort of know, like, he's running off. Like, you I could shout over and be like, fella, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, and then if he says, well, I need the toilet, great, then I probably wouldn't inform you. I'd tell him when he comes back to wait there. Sure. As like, my responsibility if I'm standing there. Yeah. If it's a dead ball, um, I might buzz you. Or if yeah. you're close to me, i will like shout over and be like, Hassan, six has gone off, he's gone to the toilet. Yeah um, but that's what I'd do as an sure. assistant. It's quite difficult to relay that message if we don't have buzzers. Like, yeah. I might flag, but I don't want to get too busy. Yeah. Um, like you're so you're hoping,
0: really, that I'm going to run in close proximity to you. Yeah, yeah, basically. And that the ball goes out of play at some point, so you can just give me a quick message, say number six is off the bed, Yeah, Okay. I agree with that. I wouldn't, if I was the assistant and roles are reversed, okay. I don't think there's a, a need there to make a big commotion about it. I think you note it and then you've got to be wary of that player coming back on now, right? That's the key thing. Yeah.
1: I also think players will give you that indication. Like, teammates would be like, like, Jim's just gone off. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Someone will have an inkling of what's going on and then you pick up on that. Like, hang about, they're saying that one of their guys has gone off. So, yeah. I've got, sort of, you'll have one eye over there anyway. Sure. Like, waiting, looking for, waiting for him to come on. I think. Okay. Like, players aren't stupid. They pick up on things quickly. Yeah and like if defending or attacking team would be like right they're down to 10 men doesn't matter how long for but we could have a break here they switch on quite quickly to stuff like that
0: sure um, okay cool so w- what I think is an interesting scenario if we were to play it out would be Eric Dyer running back on the pitch without permission yeah and then making an attempt to play the ball so I think that's a yellow card and indirect so free kick. it's a foul,
1: yeah. So he, he, he runs on without telling anyone yeah. and then commits a foul.
0: Commits a careless foul.
1: Careless foul. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, it's free kick. Yeah. Um. I'm looking at my notes just yeah. to make sure. A but careless
1: uh, foul would be a free kick yeah. against Derek Dyer and then a yellow card for re-entering the field play without saying so. Yeah. Because it's careless. Yeah? I'm assuming then if we go into... Play something that you pray never happens. Yeah, he comes on and commits a reckless challenge. Yeah, then we're sort of
0: then we're on the on the on the line of well they've committed or he's committed two cautionable offences yes. separately. Yeah, yeah. So therefore, you have to administer both, both yellow cards, cards yeah. and say you can go to the toilet now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, like we you can take as long as well, yeah. you can take as long as you want. Um. So thank God that doesn't happen. But again. This is where we as referees can we preempt that? Like for me, you, you've got to be aware that the player's gone off in the first place. Because yeah. in Sunday League, it, it could happen that he's gone off, he's come back on, <laughs> you've not even noticed. Yeah. So how do you stay aware of that? Is it just like trying to listen out? Because probably the players will be saying something, right? Yeah,
1: and Sunday League is slightly different. Like their toilet is a bush about 50 yards away. <laughs> sure. So you can see the guy running off realistically. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the ball goes around quick enough that you're almost on the swivel 24 seven. Um, So you probably be able to pick up that he's run off to the bush. Um, It's the getting on that's an issue, I think. Mm -hmm. Like you're looking around and then you think you were off a minute ago. Yeah. And you, how long has it taken you to pick that up? Yeah. You realise that you haven't called him on. Yeah. I think is
0: the hard part. Especially he may have played the ball right, and you haven't clocked it or anything. So, um, in in those cases at the lowest levels, are you cautioning always? Yeah. Yeah. Um, players know the rules in terms of and law in terms of that, that
1: they can't re enter without yeah. do you know what I mean? Being told by us that it's safe mm-hmm. to come on or that they can come on. They know that. Yeah. So it's I don't think it's a, a law that people think, Oh, it's a bit iffy, like we sure. don't understand that one. Like they know it's black and white, don't yeah. come on without
0: Perfect. Okay, cool. So, yeah, strange incident that happened. It got a lot of attention. Um, The officials obviously managed it in their situation. But definitely for us at our level, um, you know, the rarity that this may happen is just having these tools or ideas of how I'm going to communicate with my assistants, how my assistants can communicate with me. Yeah. And and just trying to be aware of those random things that can occur and, and, and be prepared for them, I guess. So, yeah. Cool. All right. That was the um, piece around Eric Dyer. Um, let's move on to uh, your first user, use your first experience using Ref6. So just to give some context to those listening, John joined the Ref6 team in February. Yep. Um, and uh, we basically made him use uh, Ref6 <laughs> during his games um, just to basically obviously get to grips with a product, yeah. But then also give me feedback and the team feedback on what worked well and what didn't. So I wanna pass it over to you to kind of describe I guess your first experiences using it, but actually your maybe your thoughts before using it, right? Like why you didn't use it in the first place would be really interesting to put you on the spot. About. Yeah. Um, and then we can talk about talk about your first experience and then we can maybe look at some of the data from your games this weekend and chat through some of that. How does that sound? Yeah, it
1: sounds great. Um, I know there's this, obviously we joked about me being forced to use it, but before coming into f 6 um, as you know, I was a Garmin user. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of like stats, looking at my running, I've always been a keen runner. Keen sportsman, so Garmin gave me those stats that I liked. How far I've run, how fast I've run, heart rate data. Sure. Um, so that's why Garmin and I grew up like at fourteen. Got my first Garmin. Stayed with them all the way through. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously, being able to use an Apple Watch is a bit of a game changer for me. I love it as well. Um, but yeah, I had the same queries as most people do, like do assessors like it mm-hmm. will it work will it bug out technology is a thing that most people find hard to get used to mm-hmm. um, buzzer flags again were a massive thing like when they first come out people were sceptical do people become over reliant on them yep. will they work in the rain do you know what I mean in their electronics we all have these sort of issues mm-hmm. um, so they were my main things like I didn't want to lose um, sort of my match pad in terms of like if it rained and the watch cut out that's mm-hmm me in real trouble basically sure. um so and obviously the big one is assessors yeah. they can be the most picky human beings on the planet and you basically don't want to give them a reason to fire. You, sure fire at you so yeah i had the same questions as most people to be fair and then i used it i grew into it if that makes sense yeah. um so for the first couple of games all i used it was for timers mm-hmm. um which i quite liked because at garmin it's you know you get to 45 you pause it and then you're adding when it gets to 60 it's it, like, it doesn't start again if that makes sense it okay. doesn't go to 80 90 it goes yeah. back to zero mm-hmm. almost so you're like okay I've booked him in the 45th plus 21 and sure. then trying to work it out in your head yeah um, so the time is going up it's obviously a massive thing
0: yeah so you you set your second half to go from 45 to 90 right yeah yeah
1: because then I yeah. know what minute the game we're in yeah um, I just for me mentally especially when doing admin as well yeah. helps me a lot more cool um, so then after the game is where I find a lot of the benefit mm-hmm. like I love looking at my heat map the sprint map I find really really enjoyable to look at um, in terms of like I can see how fast I've run like there are times where you think I felt fast yeah um, like you're breezing past the center mid. you're like yeah see you later <laughs> um, and you feel fast and you like looking that back a bit. like that's the one yeah um, and you can see that as a visual aid, and then, like, heart rate data, like, as weird as it sounds, you can walk off the game and be like, that was tough. Mm-hmm. But you look at your heart rate data and be like, yeah, it was. Yeah. But you can walk off a game and be like, I felt like I coasted that, but your heart rate data says wow. that you still had a fairly tough game. Sure. So it's quite interesting to, like, back up what you already feel, mm-hmm. use that data to back how you feel. Um, and that's
0: really why... Because there's two, there's two types of tough game, right? There's a physically tough game and a mentally tough yeah, game. Yeah, definitely. And normally they occur together, right, would you yeah. say? Oh, um, yeah. But, yeah, so I, I find that when I use the app is coming off and feeling like I had a tough game and the, the stats kind of back that up in some way, right? Yeah. And then being able to compare the, the level of kind of physical exertion in each game. So I can be like, okay, well, this was a tough game, but it wasn't as tough as this game that I had three weeks ago or something. So, yeah, definitely, so and it's like, great to compare. Yeah.
1: Um, we've obviously, I've only reached my 10th game, actually I did 11 and 12 this weekend, mm-hmm. um, but obviously now the trends data becomes a lot more valid. Yeah. Um, after one or two games, you're taking an average of one or two games, which mm-hmm. isn't ideal. Um, but after 10 games, you've got like a nice data, and I can see how far I've run, how many yeah. average sprints I do. Um, and it's quite interesting to, like, compare the leagues, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, I did I did County League most of the time. Yeah. Um, and I did Sunday League this week. And the difference in how much I run to how much I sprint was quite interesting to look at.
0: Was, you, was your distance a lot smaller?
1: Yeah, so I run more on a County League game. Sure. Then, But I've, I had more high-intensity sprints on the Sunday League game.
0: Is that because it's going back and forth? Long, yeah, it's long, balls? it's long ball central, yeah. so
1: you obviously you've got to keep up with play, so you're spending more time to try and get to the other end. Interesting, yeah.
0: No, that, that that makes sense. Yeah. I, I feel that makes sense. Um, cool. And then what about like actually using it in a game now? Are you are you at the point where you're doing cautions and, and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, so it's actually part of my pre-match now. Like I'm annoyed if I don't charge my watch enough, because then mm-hmm. I know that I can't do it. I put all my cautions on there. I'm a lazy ref. I'm the first <laughs> one to hold my hands up. <laughs> Admin, I hate doing. Yeah, yeah. I like refereeing. That's the bit I enjoy. Mm-hmm. The admin on the other side is something that really I don't enjoy. Like I've done the game.
0: Same as me. Yeah, completely I, I, same. As
1: yeah, I've <laughs> done the game. I don't want to be looking at these two faffy bits of paper. Yeah, it really bugs me. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas obviously, if I've done all my cautions on Ref Six, then it's easy. I just get my phone out. It's, I it's all there straight yeah. away. I don't have to yeah. laugh about because mm-hmm. um, what I do is when the assistant referees do the subs mm-hmm. on the piece of paper I put it into my phone as well Yeah. so I've got all the data cool. while I'm at the game
0: and then it's easy to do all the match reports when you get home
1: yeah so much easier because I don't have to go into my bag and be like oh great my boots have got on them now yeah. so they're all muddy
0: cool and uh, um, what about do, do you have sim bins in any of your games Or yeah yeah I do yeah.
1: I haven't actually given too many I've okay. given two uh uh-huh. um, But I've used v Six for one of them. Yeah. Um, and that is definitely handy um, because obviously you've got two watches anyway. Yeah. And you'd need a third. Mhm. And
0: they're gonna start coming on my arm, <laughs> and that's not very comfortable. Cool. So yeah, obviously the timer counting down, letting you know how long's left. So yeah, um, that's probably one of my favourite features that we've launched is being able to keep track of all of the the yeah. sim bins that are occurring. Also, if there's an injury or a stoppage during that sim bin, it adds that time onto it and all of that stuff. So it's pretty cool.
1: It's one of those things you don't think about, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, as a referee, you're like, you don't think about it until it happens. Yeah. Like, you're about to do a sim bin, you're like, oh my god, I've only got two watches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you think, that this is it, what do I do? Do I sacrifice added time or. Mm-hmm. Do I just keep pressing? Like, hope to remember that he's gone off in the forty-first minute, and remember that he's got to come off in the fifty-first in the second half. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's something. So that feature is great because it's something that peace of mind. Always. Yeah, it's just yeah. so much easier.
0: Should we go through your game from this weekend? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, some stats. So, yeah. okay, so just just loaded up your um, myref six, so you yeah. can go on your browser and look at it. So we're we'll going to the results. Um, so, yeah, you've you've had a quite a few games now, a few cards on the side. Yeah. So we'll go into this um, Sunday League game here, Hove yeah. Lions against Grenadier. Um, we'll go into your stats and talk us through it. So, like, how are you reading these stats? What does it give you?
1: Um, so from this, I spent a lot of time camped in one half. Mm-hmm. Like you can see here. Um, so that's
0: actually both halves, right? Yeah. Which is strange because... If I look at this, I see 7-0, yeah. and I think, okay, well, yes, it makes sense that you're being one half, but one half, one side, and then the, the other half, the second side, right? Which, your heat map isn't showing really that.
1: Uh, no, and the game didn't reflect that either. Okay, um, okay, So, Hove Lions, the team that lost 7-0, were probably the better team in the first half, okay. and spent a lot of time attacking. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I expected it to be similar the other way around. Sure. Uh, but this other team, Grenadier, turned up in the second half and scored seven. Seven uh, in the second seven half? Seven in the second half. It was nil-nil at time. Hence why... Yeah, hence why I'm very much still attacking... Or it looks like I'm attacking one, one goal, really, because that's basically what happened. A game of two halves. Really yeah. interesting.
0: So what... Um and it wasn't downhill. It wasn't a big slope. No, right? It was, it was very, just
1: very flat pitch, a bit bobbly, but that's what it is. when I mean, you're playing on the parks, but from the heart rate data, you can see I didn't work too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an
0: average. Oh, so here we go. You got your heart rate zones here. Yeah,
1: I didn't spend any time in the top two zones. Yeah, not one minute, one so second. So it's a pretty chilled out. Yeah, like I had it. a max heart rate of 144, which is not even 80 percent of my. Okay. Um, average heart rate.
0: But you sprinted a lot, it looks like, on the sprint map.
1: Yeah, so I found that I spent a lot of time trying to ping into different positions in terms mm-hmm. of the keeper would get it and I knew it was going over the top because it was a fairly small pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so a big kick of the keeper and you can almost put another guy through. Yeah. So I had to get to the other line because as bad as it sounds, but players at that level aren't great. Clumsy challenges happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got to be on top of it. So a lot of sprints, like two big sprints in there. Yeah. Um had to happen really.
0: Really interesting. So let's let's just have a look through it. I'm gonna pick up. So this game where let's filter it just by your games that are referees, right? So let's do that. Just the games that you are refereeing. Yeah. Um here we go so Salt Dean yeah. is a county league county, game. Yeah, county so, we, so we, we saw that you did let me just go back 7.3 I think it was 7.8 oh. on, um, on that game in the Sunday league and then on your county league game you did 2km more so you did 10km yeah. your heat maps a lot kind of more varied you're, you're obviously going end to end there's no big red patches because you're all over the pitch. So. Yeah, uh, really interesting. But no high intensity sprints. No,
1: but you'd probably say there's a lot more little sprints. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So in terms of like as a referee, like you're darting to get just around the player so you get a better angle, or the balls come over the top and he flicked it on like deliberately, so you've got to just put a little bit more of a like a little sharp one in, sure. rather than.
0: Like a long, big one up pitch there, right? yeah, yeah. To get to the yeah. other side really. So this is all to do with the style of play of the teams, really. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you can see there are a lot
1: more sort of in between the two boxes as well. Mm-hmm. Rather than the other one was sort of outside, I was going all the way wide, squeezing the other assistant, whereas these are very much in between the penalty areas.
0: Sure. And then your heart rate zones kind of show that this was a tougher game down here, right? So you're spending a lot more time in your third and fourth zone here.
1: Yeah, and my max heart rate was 170 rather than 144. Yeah. So in the last game, my max heart rate was 144 and this time my average heart rate is 149. Okay. So my ma- average beats my max in yeah, yeah. this game. Um, and that's because players are fitter, yeah. they're faster, Like you have to keep up with the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just up and down, it's sort of... The best way that one of my coaches described it was you should be following the tempo of the ball so mm-hmm. the ball is your pedometer yeah. if the players are playing it quickly mm-hmm. you should be moving quickly interesting. if there's if the ball is rolling slowly and they're playing it out from the back then
0: you have that ability to slow, your game, slow your game down interesting that's a really good way of putting it right is yeah. use the use the ball as your pedometer that yeah. is interesting that that dictates the pace cool um, so we're going to move on to um, a sudden death quiz, okay? Yeah. So this is where me and you are going to compete over a random topic, um, and we'll go back and forth like tennis, and we've got to, we've got to come up with an answer, yeah. okay? So Luke, who's off camera, is going to tell us if we're right or wrong, Yeah. Um, and I'm going to keep the score over here as we go. Yeah. So as soon as one of us says something wrong, game over. Yeah. Okay. So this week's topic is... Referees who have officiated as a referee in the Premier League. Just referees, not assistants? Just referees. Okay. So we're going to go back and forth until one of us gets it wrong. So um, we're either going to look amazing or really stupid, or you're going to look really stupid. Yeah, I've got a feeling. Which is probably most yeah, likely.
1: Yeah, I've got a feeling I could
0: be in trouble here. So who want, do you want to start? Um, yeah, go on and I'll start. Okay, cool. I'm going to... Ten seconds though, right? We've got to we gotta yeah, play yeah. it quick back, and, forward, back yeah. and forth, cause you know, no no searching in the in depths of your mind. Okay? Go for it. Okay, Mike Dean. Mike Dean was the obvious one. I'm gonna go I'm gonna I've already put my one point on. Yeah. Uh, Andre Mariner. Yeah. Michael Oliver. Michael Oliver. Porson. Craig Porson. Mm. Andre Mariner. I've just done Andre Mariner. Have you yeah, it's the first oh, one no. I did. <laughs> <laughs> shall we shall we keep going okay you've got yeah. to go again keep okay going. Roger East Roger East great great one um, Phil Dowd um, Tim Robinson Tim Robinson local lad um, Rob Jones
1: oh god see I'm in real trouble already I know because oh, I've already lost you've said to uh, already
0: uh, on this podcast Kevin Friend oh, Kevin Friend cool uh, I'm going to steal yours from earlier Darren England
1: Oh, that sucks. Um,
0: (laughs) Oh, see, no, I'm in real trouble here. Everyone listening and watching is so... Like, you've lost all credibility. Yeah, I've lost
1: everything. (laughs) After having a great chat for the last half an hour, I've lost everything. Um, Oh, how Webb. (laughs) 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 Um, Mark Lattenberg. Graham Polk. Oh, good one. His books over there. <laughs> that
0: doesn't. <is> a- <laughs> <laughs> Let me just show you on this. Behind me, I've got the last two answers of, of John's um, referee guesses. Okay, so who have we not had? I'm gonna. You're gonna hate me for this one. Gary Willard. Oh, that was my next one. No. <laughs> Martin Bodden There you go. That's a good one. Um, okay, now I. Now it's about remembering who you've said or not. So I think um, Andy Madley. Oh, um, Bob Madley. Um, Now my mind is going blank. Bob Madley is not the next. That's Robert Madley. Robert Madley. It's fine. We'll let him have that. It's Bobby Madley. Um, Okay, so we have not had... I've got two more as well. <laughs> who have we not heard? Uh, Oliver Langford.
1: Okay, is it Brian McDermott? He does the. Uh, is it McDermott? He does ref watch. Brian McDermott.
0: Oh, I can't think of his name. No, his name no. is not Brian. Brian McDermott was a Reading manager from a while back. Okay, no, I've you're got. You're thinking. Got it. I know who you're thinking. About. Yeah, I
1: can't think it. Neil Schwasbery or Buckley. <laughs> I know I know it's along those lines. Neil yeah, that's the Him, one. you're not
0: having that. Well um I like that. You're allowing that? Yeah. yeah. No way. <laughs> um Dermot Gallagher. Gassel. Uh Mark Riley. Pulling it out. Um I don't think we've had Mark Halsey.
1: No, we haven't. I'm surprised I've got this far, to be fair.
0: I, I'm pretty... Well, I'm worried now, because my mind's starting to blank. I, is that Mike Housley? Mark Halsey. Mark Halsey. Um, I'm sure there's loads that are active now. Yeah,
1: see, I can already feel the hate coming on Twitter about me already. I can
0: just <laughs> feel it coming.
1: Um, yeah. Are you done? I think I'm done. Oh no,
0: Anthony Taylor. Jesus. Um, Simon Hooper. Okay, now I am in trouble. Um, oh, we've forgotten active FIFA referees. Have we? Yeah. Real Mark Atkinson. Yeah. Not active FIFA, but yeah. That was, uh, Paul Tinni. David Coote. Oh, good one. Chris Kavanagh.
1: Paulson said mm. Andy Durso <laughs>
0: <laughs> Okay So who uh, Keith Hacker John Moss oh. <laughs> Um <laughs> Yeah, actually spells his name properly, Jonathan. No, it's Jonathan. Brian Knight. Is that one on there? What? It's not on there. <laughs> There's a Knight. It's not Brian, though. Eh? <laughs> Could this be a victory? Um. Okay. <laughs> Neil Barry. <laughs> Um, American
1: president I want to well that's not Trump is it? Um, Trump? No, I don't you're gone yeah I think I'm gone you've got to come up with one more Olympic
0: me. cyclist
1: oh. Oh.
0: something wrong they're not exactly the same. They're similar. <laughs> I don't know. Chris Foy. Chris Foy. I should have got that. I'll take that. I'll take that as a win. That was... I feel like we could have done better. I feel like the pressure in this room has not helped us. I agree, but 16 for me, considering
1: i well, I've equivalently bottled it. Yeah. Eight, I'll take 16. Okay,
0: cool. So, I'm sure you were listening or watching along and screaming at us for some, probably some horrible mistakes. Or, you know, just... I I can't remember. There's so many from the, like, 2000s and 90s that we've missed out there.
1: Yeah, I feel like we pulled out some pretty randy ones as well. (laughs) Like,
0: Andy Durso was
1: a fairly outlandish shout. Uh,
0: I think everyone will remember Andy Durso. He was a good ref. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, you're right. I think Gary and Martin uh, got a good shout there. So, cool. So, thanks to everyone for listening and for watching. Um, Hopefully, you enjoyed that random combination of news from refereeing talking about some incidents that have recently happened john's first experience in our sudden death match and we'll be um joining you and and everyone next week for another ref six weekly Did anyone
1: actually say more-